USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. To the Batmobile, let's go. Are you in the market for some new swag? Some comic themed merch? How about a sweet water keychain of your favorite villain or vigilante? Just hop over to the Weeby Geek site and click the Superhero Stuff link and let the retail therapy commence. Using the link helps support Weeby Geeks because they get a small commission from each sale at no extra cost to you. So get to shopping and thanks for listening. Receiving some sort of transmission. You don't hear it? No, I don't hear anything. What does it sound like? It's some sort of message and music. Music? Routed through the main system. Good idea. Routing now. Transmission commencing. This is Wookie Radio. Translated for the Wookie Impaired. Bringing you news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. I like that Wookie. And now your host, Vicky, Ken, Derek, and Mike. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's uh, Wookie Radio. It's tonight, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. Uh, Vicky is a little under the weather. Must have been some bad blue milk. It's... I'm not sure there's good blue milk, but... Okay, either that or... I don't know. Something didn't agree with Vicky, so... <laughs> Uh, we wish Vicky the best and hope she gets better and hope to see her for the next show, um, that comes out next month. Uh, I apologize though for us only having one show this month. Um, technology has not been my friend. <laughs> it just has not. So, um, so how are you guys doing? A uh, lot's happened since the last episode. Oh yeah. I'm tired. It's been a long month. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. Uh, I will say, um, I have been working with some great guys at, at work, a uh, great band um, from the Quebec region of Canada. Uh, and I actually have permission to play one of their songs on the show or play play Ooh. their songs on the show. Um, oh, nice. They're a group called Bodactin. Um like I said, they're from from uh, Canada, uh, from the Quebec region, and a lot of the guys are Star Wars fans. Cool. So, well, isn't everybody? Um, there's one guy in the band who has never heard of Star Wars until he joined the band. Wow! I'm like, you're <laughs> they kidding. They rectified me. that situation, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they have. I think they have rectified. If not, Ben, when you get back, somebody's getting their butt kicked. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, come on. Is, Hello, Mike. Yeah, I'm I, I'm still here. I'm I'm trying to find the the music. Ah, okay. It's my my drive wasn't loading up. The one drive wasn't loading up right. Alrighty. Uh, the computers are still fighting you. Well, no. I it's ISB, isn't it? ISB got into your computer and it starts locking stuff down, so you can't do anything with it. Yeah, yeah it could be. So here, here's one of the song. This is them covering a song from from a group called the Great Big C, but this is them doing it. When it was on this lonely morning and the day becoming fine, to the harmony phrase discussion with the boys who have the time. And just before the Saturn to the gang we from the beer, I saw some fellow homie wife for bottles of volunteer. Oh me, oh my, I think I'm gonna oh, yeah. die. That's my oh, computer me, oh my, I heard me always say, I wish I'd never taken this and switch it around the bay. Hey! We had 1,400 souls aboard one splendid... So, so that's one song, but here's one of the original songs.
Yeah, I just fast forward it a little bit, but yeah. Okay, I what, like them. That's what I've been working with for for three weeks now, and today yeah. was their last. Today was their last day at work. They but remind they, me of um, the, the they're almost Murphys. A yeah. little Dropkick Murphys, is, a little Flog and Molly, which is a very uh, big band around the Boston area yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, uh, they have a little Flog and Molly feel to them as well, because uh, they kind of do the pirate theme. You gotta love pirate music. So my my hats off to to the gentlemen of Bodacton, and I can't wait to see you guys when you guys are back in January. So and to you guys, now is there anywhere that you can pick up their stuff? Their music is available on iTunes. Um, okay. B o d h apostrophe a k t a n. So are they up on Google Play also, or just iTunes? Um, I don't know about Google Play or Amazon. Um, maybe possibly. I try to stay away from iTunes. Anything with an Apple logo. Well, go go to if you go to b o d h dot c a that takes you to their Facebook page, and I think okay. they have a link to their normal page, and you might be able to buy their music off um, buy their CDs off their uh, off their website. Okay, they may have a Bandcamp or something. They might, they might. Um, but like I said, you know, I I'm excited to, for these guys to come back uh, in in January. Fun group, fun group. Um, and and to them, I'm going to say, you know, may the force be with you guys until you get back. Except for you, Ben. Bite me. <laughs> if Ben hears this, he's, he's going to be laughing. So, yeah, these guys are these guys are awesome. And Ben, you know I love you. So they need to write some Star Wars music. Yeah, that would be cool if they do a Star Wars song. <laughs> a song about Hondo, the Star Wars pirate. <laughs> exactly. Will you? Hey, t- you have them make do that song. Have them write a Hondo song, and we'll use it for our um, closing song. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah. There's, our new, there's our outro music. Yeah, that that could be a challenge. I'll, I'll have to contact them. Challenge for you guys, right? Mm-hmm. A Hondo the Pirate song that we could use as our closing number. Exactly. As our, clo- as our closing song. That, that'd be cool. So, um, major news coming out of the, the last day or so uh, as we're recording. Um, Derek, I'll let you take this. Ah, yes. Well, it actually was blowing up my Facebook yesterday all over the place. I think it was um, blowing up everyone's Facebook. Yeah. So. Well, this really this really isn't a big surprise for anybody who's actually been following all the rumors and stuff. No, yeah. Yeah, because it, it, was, it was almost confirmed a, a couple months ago. Yeah, I think we covered this back on one of our first shows, too. Yeah. Mm, possibly. Well, let me spit it out, then. Uh, it was announced that Donald Glover will be playing Lando Calrissian in the Young Han Solo movie. Um, who, who else would you have in this role? I don't know. I can't think of anybody better. I love Donald Glover. He's a great See, actor. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen him in anything, but I want to really? know. Oh. oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. Ad started playing. But, um... <laughs> I don't know. Does he does he have the smooth factor? I mean, Billy D just yes. has, oozes yeah, he's smooth. Got, he's got oh, the yeah, smooth he does. factor. Yeah, he definitely okay. does. The the only other person I could see potentially in this role uh, was the guy who played the black motor, motorcycle racer in the um, Harley and the Davidsons um, Discovery Channel special. Oh, I never okay. saw that. Uh, he, I never he saw had, it either. Oh, great show. It, it's three episodes. Uh, I think each episode's like an hour and a half each. It's so worth it. Um, that guy could have had. I think that guy might have might have been another awesome choice. But Donald Glover's top choice, without a doubt. Yeah, and for those who might not uh, offhand remember who Donald Glover is, he was in a Community. He was in The Martian. He's got his own FX series, Atlanta, Atlanta. coming up. Yep. Yep. 
Um, and he's he's just really I can he's really great, and I can Wait. totally see him playing Lando. The Martian is that the one with uh, Matt Damon? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was a great book, also by the way. Yeah, it was, I never I've read, read the that, book. Yeah, I've, I haven't I read, read it, the book, yeah. but the movie the movie I loved. Yeah. Who's he? Well, we yeah, did. He a, was, um, well, we he, got a preview copy of it for um, Geek Watch One, and actually did a comparison of that in the movie. It was pretty good. He he's also going to be in the upcoming uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes, that's right. Okay. He is. I don't so, think they've said his character in that though. No, not yet. So yeah, I, I think I think this is a wise choice. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, excited about it. I I I can I can see him. Now the question is, wh- now that we have Lando. How much of a role will Lando have in the Han Solo movie? Yeah, hopefully not much, because if this is a Han Solo movie, you don't want Lando taking the stealing the show. No, but I mean, he did have the the Millennium Falcon originally. Right. And, well, that's, and, if they, that's if they put this into that into this movie, which they should. But they, they, they should. It's canon. Well, if, if yeah. friends, so. no, 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 no. If that's if they're going to put that part of the story in this movie, I, right. I hope so. Let, let's see. Let's see Han swindle Lando out of the Falcon in the card game. That could be entertaining. Yeah, that would be well, awesome. I yeah. would love that. Well, canon is that he got it from Lando, but it, they never actually say in any of the movies what how he actually got the ship. So the whole thing no, with Lando uh, doing this I, on the I, side I, and stuff. That's not technically in canon yet. You sure about that? No. I don't, don't think, because it's not mentioned in the movies anywhere. Uh, Unless it's in a comic book. No, I thought they mentioned it in Empire. I thought so, too. No, he talks about how he um, stole the ship, and that's all he says. He doesn't say he wanted a card game or anything else. No, Chewie um, it, says something to Han, and Han just says, I'm sure he forgot about that. But then he talks about how Han swindled him out of the Falcon, but he never says how or why or anything else. You have to go back and watch, but there's no dialogue that says how he actually got the ship. Hmm. It's just, we know he got it from Lando, and Lando wasn't happy about it. Now I'm looking this up. Well, while you're doing that, yeah, trust me on Star Wars trivia. <laughs> there's a, there's one funny part. There's one funny line I like in here in this article that was on StarWars.com. It's from the directors, and they said uh, they quoted as saying, "We're so lucky to have an artist as talented as Donald join us. These are big shoes to fill and an even bigger cape, and this one fits him perfectly, which will save us money on alterations. Also, we'd like to publicly apologize to Donald for ruining Comic Con for him forever." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's not ruined. You just throw on a stormtrooper bucket and you're fine. <laughs> so, but no, it, looking at him, they, they clean him up some. At the, the picture they have here in the article, they clean him up. He could possibly pull it off. Yeah. Like I said, he got a, uh, hopefully they at least have um, Billy D come in to give him some pointers on how to play Lando. He will definitely pull it off. I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah, I'm, yeah I really, I've been, I've been a fan of his since Community. He was so great on that show. That was a great show. Yeah, that's on my list of stuff to catch up on. It's just long way down. Yeah, I know how you feel. <laughs> Believe me. Uh, I, I found a complete collection of Lando Calrissian. Yeah. And uh, still early. I'll give you the hand. Yeah. I'll go to the definitive. Let's go to Wikipedia and see what they say. Ah, why is it not typing? Hello, computer. <laughs> and my keyboard doesn't want to work. There it goes. Kind of, sort of. So, he, he does have a William Shatner moment. Who does, Lando? Yeah, Billy D. Williams with, as Lando. He, he has, like, okay. a, a William Shatner-type pause. All right. Now, this is great podcasting as we're all Googling. I know, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, that's okay. A lot of the, a lot of the silence is going to disappear. Yeah. That, that would be a good time to play the one of the songs from that band. <laughs> if they had a song. Now, Wikipedia, where is the search bar? There it is. I got it. Okay. 
So I'm trying a different approach. Well, it's widely it's widely believed that he lost it to Han in a in a card game. So yeah, I know I well, know it's been stated. I, I think they'll do it that. I, in my opinion, they'll actually they'll probably keep it in there that he actually lost it in a card game or gambling of some way. But the whole part of it where um, Lando had a whole fleet of ships almost, and Han had choice of all of them, and he chose the most beat up, ratty looking one there, not knowing at that time that Lando had secretly been souping that one up. That part of the story may not make it into the movie. Right. Saying, but I think yeah, he'll probably win it in a card game or in a um, game of chance, as it were. Okay, so the Falcon has landed sequence. Oh, I didn't even catch that in the special edition. Hidden in the clouds, you see a Star Destroyer. You Where see, at? See, with the special edition during the Bespin oh, landing. Okay. It, yeah. it, obviously, it wasn't there during the original, but in the special editions, yeah. as the Falcon flies by, you see the top, uh, you see the command bridge of a Star Destroyer, while the rest of it is covered in clouds. Okay, it says here, this is actually the canon, in the canon biography for Lando Calrissian on Wikipedia, which is about as official as you're going to get. Um, it says that he traveled throughout the galaxy and piloted a freighter called the Millennium Falcon, which saved his life on numerous occasions. He ended up losing the Millennium Falcon to Han Solo in a game of Sabacc, um, one in which Solo may have cheated. But that's all they say about it. The whole thing where um, Han chose this ship over the other ones and all that stuff, because um, if you read the books, it's insinuated that... Um, um, the reason he was all ticked off is not because of cheating at the game. He was all upset because this was his baby. That Han yeah. chose that for all the other ones that, that were nicer, better, carried more. This was the one ship out of all of them that he did not want Han to take with him. Mm. That's the way it says, or that's the way I remember it in the books, or the way they explained it. But in this, it doesn't mention that. It just says he lost it to Han um, over Game of Sabacc. I, I could have sworn it was it was stated stated online or in a in Empire. We'll no, none of that. the none of the game. Yeah, none of that stuff is actually. You know what? We'll watch. We'll all watch Empire between now and the next show. And any and listener, and any listener who who um, might know where this is located in Empire, email us at wookie at weebegeeks dot net and let us know where it's at, and we'll we'll look it up. So, um, uh, Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> we're, we're quite a bit behind, so we're going to do a quick recap. Um, so we got the um, episode two was the holocrons of fate. Uh, we'll give quick uh, ten quick highlights of it. Uh, Ezra's still not quite over the Sith holocron in this episode, and of course yeah. Maul Maul is is still around um, and makes his presence known to Kanan. Um, that they're still in that he wants both holocrons and uses uh, Hera, Sabine, and Zeb as leverage. Um, Kanan takes Ezra to meet Bindu, uh, where we discover that Bindu has a sense of humor. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, it, actually, it reminds me a lot of Yoda's sense of humor on Dagobah. Yeah. And, yeah. Apparently, and apparently he likes snapping thumpers in half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then once the secret is known, it can't be unknown. Um, the and then with uh, after being captured by Maul, um, it's bad enough to be held captive on your own ship. Um, Harris, Zeb, and Sabine do manage to break free, uh, even though it doesn't last long. Um, Maul gets a little cranky. Maybe hmm. that's where uh, Kylo Ren gets it in the future. Um, <laughs> well, have you ever met a Have you ever met a happy Sith? Only when they brought cookies. It's not- well, <laughs> cookies make everybody happy. That's just the way it works. True. The one, you know, that's it. That fixes everything. That's the one unifying force of the galaxy. Cookies. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that might be the name of this episode. Episode six, cookies <laughs> fix everything. That's right. Oh, I thought except you were going to say Sith, Sith cookies. Ex- except for technology. Um, well. Of course, uh, another highlight is the quote, I've been forced to see things different, differently since Malachor. Uh, of course, no, Kanan, you know, this, this all takes place being in a uh, spider-filled cave with only each other to rely on when Ezra and Kanan finally have a talk about what happened on Malachor. Ezra has so much guilt and apologizes, but Kanan ensures him that it's not his fault and that Ezra needs to forgive himself. Um, and then there's talk about you know how Bindu says the holocron is hidden hidden safely. And when he said it was hidden safely, he meant it, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Maul tries to talk talk down to Ezra, and you, know, you you would have thought he had a wiffle bat instead of a, a lightsaber because it was a swing and a miss. Um, but then after after they join the two holocrons, uh, Kanan urges Ezra to look away. He holds the con- the contact long enough. For both he and Maul to see something, um, Ezra murmurs, twin sons, while Maul suddenly says he lives. Could they both be seeing the same place? And just who is he? Like Kanan says, I'm sure we'll find out together. That's something we need to talk about anyway at the end of that episode. Oh, yeah. Because I picked it up one way, and then I've heard it talked another way that actually I think I may be um, leaning towards. But let's start, you guys, what do, who do you think he's talking about on He Lives? Uh, I I thought he was possibly talking about Mace Windu. Okay. What? Okay. Where? So, so where? That, that, where do you get that one from? Because there, there's been all this talk about did Mace really die? Did he? You know, at the at the end of Revenge of the Sith, or as Samuel L. Jackson was claiming, no, he he's still alive. Okay. And and. Uh, I would think. Well, one thing you got to remember, Maul, um, when he said what he was looking before they even opened the holocrons, remember Maul, Darth Maul said what he was looking for. Um, Ezra was looking for a way to defeat the Sith. Darth Maul says he's looking for hope. Yeah, remember right. that. Yeah. So then the Sith holocron is going to show them what the a version of what they want to see. So um, I don't know, Derek. What do you think of what he refers to? Uh I'm not sure to be honest. I mean, putting it the way well, you the put two- it now, it seems like they're both talking about Luke on Tatooine. Yeah, you know that. Um, well, when I first heard it, I missed the twin sons part of it to start with. And when I said that he lives and he's looking for hope, I was thinking there's a chance that somehow the Savage survived. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. But the other way looking at it, twin sons, what is the one thing that has driven Maul this whole time since he's been um, – since the first time we saw him and, or when he exited the Phantom Menace? through now what's the one thing that's pretty much driven maul this whole time the one consistent factor in every no matter how crazy he's gotten or how sane he's gotten he's got one thing that's always driven him kenobi the revenge on kenobi for cutting him in half yeah. well if ezra sees twin sons where's obi-wan oh, kenobi at? yeah 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 that makes total sense obi-wan yeah. is also on the planet and what's the chance that um the the other half of this being um, something has to have happened between Luke being given to Owen and Beru, and later on when we come into episode four, that um, Owen starts talking about him, about that crazy old wizard. He's not allowed to come near. Um, Luke remembers that he used to, this old Ben used to come over once in a while, but eventually his uncle banned him from the area. To, yeah. You told him you're not allowed to come over anymore. So what happened to cause that? Was there maybe a battle that Luke and Owen... Um, experienced or saw that Owen said no this is too dangerous you stay away yeah possibility 
So mm. what's the chance we're going to see like a 10 or 12 year old Luke Skywalker seeing a battle between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul? Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then we finally get the the final end of Darth Maul, maybe? Mm, maybe. Now, let, let's move on to episode three, the Antilles Extraction. Good that stuff. Was, that was a great nudge, episode. Nudge, wink, wink. But I did notice... We, we actually get to see Captain Antilles from the Tantive Four. <laughs> no. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, the one... Th- you know, it starts off, starships and starfighters are plenty. So obviously, uh, ties are peeling off from an Imperial Star Destroyer, or not a Star Destroyer, an Imperial ship, uh, to the final blast at a transport that has uh, no protection. That is a Star Destroyer. It's just a um, smaller class. It's not yeah, Victory. It's yeah. something smaller than the Imperial. Yeah. Um, so they ha- so the the rebels have decided they need to go infiltrate the academy because they've heard about some cadets who uh, at the Sky Strike Academy who are looking to defect. Well, Ezra was going to volunteer, but since they know what he looks like, um, and Sabine reminds them that she was actually a cadet and her experience could probably get her through the ID um, with, with the least amount of issues. But the, everyone's going, it's strange seeing her with regular hair, though. Her yeah. hair, she had yeah. to dye her hair. Um, I think with... Um- <laughs> The, where we're at tech-wise with Star Wars, she could probably take her 30 seconds with a machine to zip done. Yeah, yeah probably. But um, um, before we get too far into this, where did they? You see what you saw where they got the information from about these cadets that want to defect, right? There's a new fulcrum out there. Oh yeah. yes, yes. So have and, you guys figured out I, who it is yet? I have not. See, Ezra thought it was um, Ahsoka again. And they said no. It's a, that was yeah. a common um, common code name for for this type of this type of mission yeah. or this type of character well there's a big theory about who it is and it sounds pretty good um once we get to the end of this episode we'll talk about it more once we get okay. to the end of this highlight um so they get there and she meets wedge. wedge and of course they have their first flight simulated test and sabine and wedge uh almost acts like a, a well-oiled machine taking out y wings with ease um but I thought it was kind of funny how she almost freezes when she sees the ghost appear in the simulation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and then next we have the Governor Price and Agent Callus appears because they've heard about the defectors. Um, while while Sabine overhears Wedge and Hobie, yay Hobie, um, and and Rake whispering, um, she takes a chance to to talk to Wedge privately because uh, we know he's the def- while we know he's the defector, she's got to tread carefully. Uh, mm-hmm. So she has a plan. She goes, um, back on the the rebel side. Uh, Ezra's growing impatient, and Kanan reminds him to that part of being a Jedi is accepting that not everything is in your control, and essentially to trust Sabine. Um, so when they have the plan, so when Sabine uh, has the plan to to get the defectors to to the rebel ship, um, I thought this was a nice tribute to the old Hasbro action figure Tie Fighters. Yeah, yeah. I, I with, had with the wings flashback to my toys to the pop the wings popping. I'm like, I did that so many times with mine. Oh yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I used to play with them out the without the wings on too. But it's yeah, because you eventually either you break wings or you lose them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to use them as just little pods and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Such memories. Like yes. floating eyeballs almost. Yeah, kind of. I'll tell you. The little reference back to the X-Wing series. Th- th- throwing throwing the wings after you you launch them off, throwing them at your little brother, they hurt. Yeah, yeah not a good idea. Yeah. Your parents probably don't enjoy that either. No. 
I used to launch them into my other action figures. <laughs> I I used to have them sit on the ground, yeah, as they were like in landing landed position, pop the wings and just watch it fall. <laughs> <laughs> it was better with the with Vader's Tie Fighter. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, the the fight between uh, Sabine and and the Admiral Admiral Price was was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a yeah. Thing. And then um. I, as they're leaving, they they see Callus. You know, he shows up, mm-hmm. and then he he just stops, looks over at Sabine, and says, "Tell tell Garazab Aurelis we're even." Exactly. Like, okay. Yeah. And he actually tells them where the guards are not going to be. Says, "Take this corridor and turn this way." Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He actually so. tells them how to get away. Um, and then it ends with Hobie and Wedge because uh, Rake ends up getting killed. Um, Poor guy. About you know, pretty much welcoming them to the rebellion, and and then the rest is history for there for those well, you, two. You did hear about um, Sabine asks at the end of that also um, where Wedge is going to be if he's going to be working with them with Phoenix Squadron, and um, I think it's Hera that tells him um, no. These guys are going to General Dodonna's division. Yeah. Yes. Of course, they just got the A-Wings. Uh-huh. Oh, no, the Y-Wings. The Y-Wings. Or the Y-Wings. But it, we still really haven't seen the X-Wings yet either. Not no, yet. Not they're, yet. Ho- I'm, they're holding that for something special. You know they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so back there- to my er- earlier question. Who do you think Fulcrum could be? Someone with lots of Imperial information that may want to ha- maybe feeling like they want to help the Rebellion, or maybe, possibly? I had an idea at the time, and I totally forget who I was thinking of. It may be a lot more obvious than you're expecting. You think because Callus. you got to remember, this show is, that's where I'm leaning. Because you got to think, after that episode we had with him and Zeb last season, and it showed at the last, you see at the end of the show how um, he saw how Zeb was welcomed back onto the crew and everybody was all excited to find him. Then when he goes back onto the Imperial ship, it was very cold. No one even noticed that he was gone. Mm. And the yeah. only thing he did get was you should never have um, you shouldn't have survived this or something like that or you um, it was a, pa- a pain to have to go rescue you. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. What's the chances that he's actually um, feeling a little disenfranchised with the Empire at this point? Could be, but his comment, likely. but his comment on at the academy kind of almost takes it away though. That could that could be anything. That could be also him keeping his um, cover. That could be too. Yeah. Um. So the next episode is Hera's, he- is Hera's Heroes. Great to see Champs and Dula come back. Yeah. It was great to see Thrawn in this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my. And that all was of- awesome. And- I love the way they're handling him, too. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. He is Thrawn in every sense of the word. Yep. Um, one moment that I, I, I liked was Chopper and the Y-Wing. Yeah. I mean, that, oh, yeah. That was yep. a... Uh, the Hera, so apparently Hera has been with... Or Chopper's been with Hera since apparently his Y-Wing had crashed in their courtyard. At the of end course, of Clone Wars. Right. And of course, this is a Clone Wars era Y-Wing, not what uh, they had in, uh, not what they rescued from the, the the second version. Exactly. Actually, no, this actually looks more like the second version, not the not the one from Clone Wars. Yeah, in the Clone Wars, they were using the original ones, but I'm thinking um, they're trying to show that the new ones were coming into um, yeah. use at the end of the Clone oh, Wars. Yeah. I never saw them, yeah. but they, the way they show it, it looks like they were actually they were using them. It's just not anywhere that we saw. Yeah, because yeah, the, the, like an- the, original, the original had a wider neck to it. It was yeah. like the same yeah. width as the, the cockpit all the way back. Um, apparently, you know, the, the ship has remained as a, a memorial 
and and Chopper's definitely grieving something. Uh, my guess is 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 his his original pilot for that ship. Yeah, yeah. So, um, which actually that may also explain some of how cantankerous he is. If he's been spent been over twenty or twenty five years since he's had a memory wipe. Oh yeah, that could, that yeah. could build up on itself. That's why a lot of people. Well, in Legends, that's one of the things that gave R two his personality. It's because he never had a memory wipe. Right. Yeah. The longer they go, the more sentient they appear. Yeah. I, I think one of the fun one we see too is we start to see Thrawn get angry in this. Yeah, like, yeah. We we've heard about, but now to actually get to see is is pretty awesome. Um, cool as a cucumber in battle, um, the Grand Admiral becomes almost as feral when another world's art is dismissed. It's only a flash, but it's an informative flash. Mm-hmm. And and then we have Hera uh, blowing up the house. <laughs> yeah, her family home. Well, I guess that's one way to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was either do that or let her father become a prisoner. So. Um, everything is information gathering to the Thrawn. I mean, he he's just like absorbing things left and right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but you know, it kind of ends though with once they get back in the on the ghost, Hera realizes she doesn't need uh, Kalakori because her family legacy is all around her. Um, with Kanan, Ezra, Zeb, Sabine, and even Chopper. Uh, she already has her family, but she also has them as well and her mother's memory. So it, it, was, it was a good feel-good episode. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of heart-wrenching moments. But um, but then we got this week's episode, The Last Battle. And this one was fun. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, uh, to see how how is this group of battle droids still around and still active if they were supposedly shut Barely. down after Order sixty six? Right. How did they get? How did they avoid the shutdown? But well, they explain it in here. But yeah, yeah. But to see to what see Rex you let your generals get, get uppity. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but to, to see him in action, to, to see this last battle, and then them realize, well, if the clones were set up to, to not win, and the battle droids, and the, and the droid army was set up not to win, then who won? And then here comes the Empire. Mm-hmm. And, and, Guess it, and, it just, and it just all goes back and confirms that whole thing that they talk about anyway, that the, this was all a plan and a setup by Palpatine to begin with. Mm-hmm. To create the Galactic Empire, so he could be dictator of all. So, and the best way they they actually ever show that is if you read the um, Darth Plagueis novel. It shows how right. devious Palpatine truly is. Yeah. Really? Oh, I yeah. gotta check that out. Yeah, it's called Darth Plagueis, but that that book says much about Palpatine's rise as it is the de- yeah. um, finish of Darth Plagueis. Now, it's technically legends, but that's but it doesn't contradict anything that's in canon at the moment. Right. You know what's funny is I was actually happy to see the battle droids for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were fun. So, um, so yeah, I guess that kind of gets us caught up on our Rebels Roundup. I almost want to feel like we have Rawhide playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or Woody's Roundup from Toy Story. (laughs) But we're not. So, um, I guess the next thing we could talk about for a little review, I guess, the Rogue One trailer. Oh yeah, Rogue One trailer was amazing. Mm. Uh, let me turn off my sound here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have it playing in the background here, or watching it while we're talking, because it starts off. You can tell you're on the um, whatever planet Jin grew up on, and you see actually we get to yeah. see Matt. This is the first time we've seen Mads Nicholson, isn't it, or Mickelson? I think so. Because he he wasn't in yeah, the other trailers so. at all. They've been holding him for this one. So um, we get to see basically Jin as a kid, um, her dad on the, and then the Empire coming to talk to him. Obviously he's um or 
we find out he's a scientist of some sort, which we already knew from other things, but this is the first time to show it here. Um, right. He's a scientist that the Empire needs. Well, um, next scene, we go to Jin is actually older, where she's at now, in prison. Mm-hmm. And um, and they get, then the, the rebels uh, blow out the doors, knock him out. Now, did you guys notice what it is that's actually in the sand on this next part? No. The giant Jedi that's actually carved out of a mountain. Oh, do you have, yeah, yeah. Do you have the trailer up in front of you? Go to the 41-second mark. There's a giant Jedi that looks like it was actually carved into – a mountain was carved into a Jedi. So I don't Got know it. if this I'm, is back on the planet Jedha where we find um, – oh, I don't remember his name, but the, the monk, Donnie yeah, Yen's character. Could this be the planet that actually worships the Jedi? Could be. Awesome. Well, from there, we get to the hangar on um, Yavin Base, and it, you got it's almost, it's almost like a, working with people. It's almost like a giant statue has fallen over and been enveloped in the sand. That's what it looks like, but if, yeah, it kind of, but um, if you look, it almost looks like the mountains themselves were carved Yeah, to me, because looking at the way the rock sits and things, I mean, it could have been a giant statue, yeah. Depends, because, well, no, you get a little bit of sense of scale, because if you look, the U-wing is actually flying over it. You yeah. see how small that U-wing is compared to that statue. I'm assuming that's carved out of a mountain. See the see what I'm looking at there? Yeah, yeah. So, and then we get just picture. Then, like I said, we're in the hangar with Jin and everybody loading up gear. You get into the um, bunker itself, and if I remember right, in the background here, Stargate. Is it this part? Sorry, it's a Stargate. Yeah, it looks like Stargate Command. Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> if I remember right. Is this the scene? Somewhere in here, you can actually you see Jimmy Smith in the background. But then you get um, back onto an Imperial base, and um, looks like Urso is still working with them. We get the um, them basically putting their team together with all the characters. We get some scenes we've already seen. We get um, the one character here. I don't have all their names down yet, but the one guy actually giving the mission its code name and calling it Rogue One. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, moving on, we see the light speed. Then you get to see the reflection of Vader in the floor. Yeah. Wait, Did you before, guys catch that one? Before we, go to, I just want to go back one one second to uh, right about at a minute when they had the Death Star yeah. poking you over the clouds. That was so cool. Yes. Oh was. yeah, that's beautiful. That's a that should that needs to be a poster. Yeah. Oh, yeah not the full that. Death Star in the sky, but just that one poking over the clouds. Yeah. I, I want that as my desktop wallpaper. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. But going back, you're um, seeing sure everything fly away. We do get. I, um, I'm not seeing Smith yet. I haven't yeah, yet I, either. I'm at, um, but I'm talking. You see Vader talking with Krennic. You yeah. see the Tie Fighters. Now, who's this guy in gray walking up to? Could I've heard. Um, I've heard theories that this could actually be the back of Tarkin, but he doesn't look gray enough. The guy that's walking up um, through the, all the Imperial officers. Yeah, but I, I, I would Possibly, think at this. But, but I would think at this point, Tarkin's still on the Death Star, and he's not leaving the Death Star. He's, no, well, he's home. He's retired. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, you got to um, think also that um, I think it was Pablo Hidalgo actually answered a question in the last couple of weeks about um, what's the difference between you got the um, admirals and grand admirals, and we have Krennic is an admiral in the um, Imper- ISB. But Grand Moff Tarkin is um, there also, and who outranks who? Did you catch this one at all? No. No. What it is is Admiral is a military rank. Moff is a political position. He's the governor of the Outer Reaches. So, yes, he wears a uniform, but he's really not part of the military. Uh, right. So, it really, it's 
it is a battle to see who's actually in charge there. Is it the military the, the military building the station and then the political structure controls it or what? So yeah. I think this next scene here is the one that's going to show Jimmy Smith. So you got to look around in the background. One, uh, let me back up. I jumped too fast. About what? What's the time mark on that? I'm right in here at, hang on, at 123 you see, um, and actually there's your look at, um, over to the right in all white, that looks like General Dodonna. Yep. We may actually that's- get a first look at who's going to be Dodonna in this. That is definitely him. So we have General Dodonna in here. You have yeah, um, Cassian uh, Andor showing the Death Star. Actually, Dodonna's on the left. On the left? Oh, you're thinking right beside the uh, Moncal? No. Okay, wait. I'm on the scene. I'm in this. Um, the frame I have right now has the Death Star in the center. Cassian's right behind it. Mon Mothma's on the left, and I think Dodonna's on the wa- on the right, right up against okay, the stage I, table. I was I was on yeah. one. Tw- I was on one one minute twenty four seconds. Okay, and he actually Dodonna's not. You're talking about the one where it's uh, Mon Mothma center frame. Yeah, I don't think that's Dodonna you know, over on the left. I think that's someone else because Dodonna was all white. Then I believe that actually this next picture with um, whoever it is with the gold headdress, I think that might be Jimmy Smith's beside her in a lot of makeup, obviously. But that may be Bail Organa right there in all blue. See left, what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. To her left. Is that him? It doesn't look anything like Jimmy Smith's to me. Well, <laughs> at all. I know you're supposed to get a glimpse of him in here somewhere. So yeah, that or he's in the background somewhere there also. I know he does have a small cameo in this movie. So we're going to get to see Bail Organa. But then we get to get into all the battle scenes for the back half of this trailer. Um, and then we see Saul Guerrera. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. That was cool. Yeah. That was I don't awesome. know how long he's going to be in it. But um, actually, I don't think he's going to be in for very long. I think it's going to be a short cameo that kind of puts him on there onto the mission. Yeah. We also can see on the backside of this, um, everybody looked at, everybody looked at the other trailers and some of the posters and saw Jin in an Imperial uniform was wondering what's going on. Well, you can see towards the end of this, you can tell they're breaking in. I think that's what she was wearing when they're breaking into the base. Mm. Cause she's wearing basically an Imperial ground crew uniform. Yeah. And you got Cassian in the Imperial officer and then, um, K2SO is playing Imperial droid. Almost like he was built to do this or something. <laughs> yeah. Then you get to see, um, the other two, the monk and his buddy did, with the big gun, um, Smashing people, and then you get to see the X wings. I'm a, I'm a sucker for X wings. Yeah, me too. I, I love the X wing. Uh, oh yeah, always, but, I always have loved the X wing. I've loved the X wing. I've loved the A wings. Yeah, yeah, on the Imperial yeah, side. Yeah, was cool. Or on on the Imperial side, on the Rebel side. <laughs> I'm a traitor. <laughs> I'm a traitor. That's something I didn't notice before. What? But you know, in, in, you look- when they when they talked about how the creation of um, the B-Wings started in Season 2 of Rebels. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What were you going to say, Ken? Um, go to 204. You see Krennic and Darth Vader. But does that chamber look familiar? You see what I'm looking at? 204, yep. 205? Yeah. Does that look like the carbonite free or carbon freezing chamber? I think it just looks similar. It's not going to be the carbon freezing chamber in Cloud City, obviously. Yeah, right. I think it's just, it's just yeah. similar. Very similar. Then you get just a whole lot of scenes of a second here, a second there of different things. Then you get the whole Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I think they killed it with this because they showed a whole lot more visually oh, than yeah. they had before without really giving much away. Yeah. Yeah. They confirmed yeah. a couple things that we already knew, that everybody already knew anyway, but they've not given us any new information really other than eye candy. That's, that's fine. And it's they succeeded in making me want to see the movie even more, which I didn't yeah. think was possible, but... There, there may or may not have been some clothing uh, ruined. <laughs> not so, saying, but saying. Yeah, this was this was exactly. Now, if someone wants to know how to cut a trailer for a movie, this is your textbook. Yep, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it, it it's just got me. 
now wondering how exactly is uh, episode eight going to turn out, especially when they got this on their, you know, leading to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Force Awakens set the bar pretty good, but I think this is really going to set up the, the bar for the modern Star Wars movies. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So, oh. Also, uh, the first time done something other than the star, the um, Skywalker story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, have, uh, I mean, we have, we have the Ewok adventures, which technically were not, and they're not canon at all. They're they're fun if you sit down and just if you want to sit down and laugh at Ewoks. Yeah, <laughs> but because um, if you look, even the um, technically, if you look at the Clone Wars and um, the Clone Wars movie, that actually wasn't theaters. That was a Skywalker story. Yeah, you, you, everything we've had has been Skywalker. You 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 know what Ewoks are good for. Sniper fire. Oh, no. <laughs> They're good for yeah, snipers. Yeah, but didn't stop them and take it down the Empire, did it? Yeah, and no. don't forget, uh, Ewoks eat people, so. That's, that's right. Why they, that's why they're good for snipers. <laughs> okay, at least in Battlefront. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I was a rebel, I chose the sniper. I still was picking them off left and right. <laughs> well, there are plenty of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I just saw uh, something on CBR.com. Uh, they're saying that the rumor is that the Han Solo movie will tell how Lando lost the Falcon, but that's just cool. a rumor yeah. right now. Well, you can assume if there, if Lando's going to be in it and Han's going to be in it and it's an origin for Han, you're going to see where he got the Falcon. That would be uh, my guess, yes. We, we bet, that would be a huge mistake if they don't. Yeah. Chewbacca better be in this as well because yeah. at some point. Because it wouldn't be right. Yeah, but I'll tell you what is right. How about the Rogue One Lego kits? Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, they have the construction buildable figures. So you have th- th- this is kind of a new thing from uh, from Legos. I have a f- the, I have a few of these figures and they're really cool, really the, cool. The Death Trooper looks cool. K two S O looks pretty cool. K two S O would be perfect for this because he's he's supposed to be angular and stuff anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Death I Trooper get looks that okay. One actually, yeah. Um, have you ever known? Oh, what was the old Black Sabbath album where there's like a futuristic helmeted head as their as a logo? Oh yeah, um, I can't remember the album, but to me, that's what the Death Trooper looks like. Okay, it's like it was it was like inspired from the Black Sabbath album. <laughs> uh, Lego kits. Uh, we have the Imperial Assault hover tank. This thing's going to be about thirty bucks. Eh, that's actually bad. a really good price for Lego. Yeah, yeah, uh, three hundred. And 85 pieces yeah that's about a, a that's an amazing price for lego yeah it it, it, I mean, it could be closer to the 39 dollar mark because they almost figure a dime a dime a piece yeah usually um it's not too bad of course with the tank drivers and it's got a little trunk for for armor <laughs> well if you see there also the other minifig that this comes with it comes with two imperial hover tank pilots but it also comes with um chirrut imway the monk yep uh the ever popular atst is making a return uh with this and it doesn't That's look good it, it, it's an approved model they, they, they yeah, definitely, definitely improved on it and it good. and it comes with uh ATST driver Baze Malbus or Baze Malbus with his heavy blaster and a rebel trooper, which is Chirrut's partner. Yeah. Oh, I just noticed on Chirrut. If you look, he's actually got a cloth skirt on for his robes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is yeah. that the first time they've done that with a minifig? No, they 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 have minifigures for skirts. Um, okay. I I have a couple clone troopers that have the the back skirt to them on the command. Yeah, but are they cloth? 
They're, they're a fabric, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give me a second. I'll, I'll get one for you. Uh, this tie intercept, uh, was it tie striker? Tie striker. Uh, I saw this at the store the other day, and I was this like, is, oh, I want it. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, actually, going back to Rebels, we actually, in the um, Wedge episode, we actually saw a couple of TIE Strikers. Yeah, yeah. we did. One one of which was flown by the pilot that I swear Filoni put it in there just to piss off everyone. Because he had him yeah. mocked up like a, it almost looked like he, he was uh, pushing the Pittsburgh Steelers with it. Because <laughs> it had the yellow stripe down the sleeve, the yellow stripes on the helmet. So I'm like, yeah. Well, he can't. I, I totally he missed can't that. Be perfect. He's one of the best things we have for Star Wars, but there's got to be something that's not perfect about him. Well, he's a Pittsburgh fan. All <laughs> yeah. things Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, but no, this this tie striker is pretty pretty awesome. And this one actually comes with... Now, if you get all of these sets, you actually get the whole Rogue One team, because this one comes with another member of the team. Yep. Yeah. Oh, two of them. Um... This Tie Striker set comes with uh, the pilot, Imperial Ground Cool crew, Imperial Shore Trooper, and a Rebel Trooper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the the U Wing. Yeah, this is the um, one that comes with two. Comes with Cassian, Andor, Biston, U Wing pilot, and a Rebel Trooper. I am liking. You this also shit. get Jin Erso really with this do. one. Yeah, yeah, five different troops. Jin Erso is the first one they showed there. So if you want the Jin one, you got to get the um or the U wing. And yeah. this one's more about what I expect for the prices of Lego pieces at eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah. the the shuttle is pretty cool too. And you get with it um, Director Krennic, two Imperial Death Troopers, Pal, uh, Bodhi Rook, and also a reprogrammed Imperial Droid K two S O. Look how cute he oh, looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's... So you get all the sets, you get the whole cast. Yep. Yeah. yeah. However, so, the problem with Lego, <laughs> exactly. The problem with Lego is all the money it costs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now those, the, all the monies. Those buildable figures from the beginning of the article, they run about twenty to twenty-five dollars, which isn't too bad. Uh. Uh-uh. Um. How about some gaming news? And while we're covering this, I will find that one Lego minifigure with the skirt that I was telling you about. Okay. So, um, but yeah, PlayStation's got something new. You know, everyone's seen the VR. Well, apparently EA is involved with this too. And I think, Derek, you got this story. Yes, EA is coming out with a um, PlayStation VR uh, edition for uh, Battlefront. Excuse me. <laughs> wow, I drew a blank there for a second. Uh, they're coming out with a a, a new uh, mission for the Battlefront game. For the it'll be an X-wing VR mission, and it looks pretty cool. Actually, it should be interesting. And that is coming out in allegedly this holiday season. Yeah, although they haven't. Go ahead. No, I was going to say continue, and then I'll come in after that. Well, they, they haven't given an official date yet, but it just says holiday 2016. So okay. Well, so. when I first saw this, I thought it was um, I thought they were putting out a whole like um, Battlefront VR game. No, this is actually just, right no. now. It's just one mission added yeah. to Battlefront. Yeah, it's yeah. just going to be like a download mission. So backtrack real quick. Here's uh, it's from the Utapo set, and there's the back. That's cool. Oh yeah, kind of make his butt. His butt looked big, but and square, <laughs> and square, big square butt. <laughs> but no, we've got a, a like a beer garden pretzel girl that has a skirt on her. So yeah, it, it's 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 not new. Well, okay. the, the the skirting is new like last five six years, but yeah. Um, well, it's only been the last five or six years I think that collecting minifigs has become a thing. Yeah, so I remember originally the minifigs came with it, but it was the collecting the Legos was the whole part of it. Yeah, yeah. Now people are buying Legos just to get the minifigs. Yeah, they've had some fun minifigs. Mm-hmm. 
I have a couple of battle droids downstairs. For Christmas one year, I got the um, Nebu N1 Starfighter. It came with a couple of battle droids. Oh, oh yeah. A, uh, I got a, I've got a few battle droids, a few sets from them. Try and get you mine. Uh, I had the C3PO with the red arm. That was a Toys R Us okay. exclusive last nice. year. Oh, oh, where are my where are mine? Here's Zoe's. Ah, uh, here's mine. That's all minifigs, <laughs> for the most part. Uh, I got holiday special ones from the different Star Wars advent calendars. Uh, ah, okay. My Star Wars ones here. I was hoping you were about to say they put, they put out um, stuff from the holiday special. Then oh, I was going to be excited. That would be oh, awesome. That would be awesome. Um, you might have see. to make some customs of those. That'd be the only way. Hey, you're now that get Lucas them. doesn't own it, we may actually finally, at some point, get a copy of the holiday special. Star Wars, uh, yeah, Santa Mall. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Of course, from the old um, Christmas card, Santa Yoda. Now, Mike, Mike, uh-huh. you realize you have to start taking pictures of all this stuff and put it up on the website now or on the Facebook page so everybody can see what you're talking about. Oh yeah, I know, I know, I know. Because you're most, causing yourself more work here. Mo- most of my figure, most of my minifigs are are uh, Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, well, that's most of my finals. I think all of my minifigs are Star Wars. Oh. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to start putting these up on, on Facebook. Uh, where? Oh, here it is. There's my C3PO with the red arm. Nice. If you can see it. Also, I also had the Millennium Falcon that came out that was released right before the uh, Force Awakens Millennium Falcon was done, and that thing was a fun build. I enjoyed mm. that build. I have the old Millennium Falcon, the first one they released. Oh, that thing. As much as I would love to get it, that thing was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the one I wanted that'll... It was good at the time, but... Yeah. The one I wanted I'll never afford, but um, that, and I heard it actually sags under its own weight, was the original, um, what was it, the Elite Series Star Destroyer they made? Oh, I always yeah. wanted that. piece with the um, smooth tiles that go on the outsides of it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would love to get that. But I guess it's after it sits for a while, it actually starts to sag around the edges because of the way the base was built. <laughs> wow. Lego just reintroduced the Death Star. Yeah. yeah, I heard about have a new Death Star model out. I saw a video of it, and it just it's it's got all these cool little features to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think this time what they added to it was the Tie Fighters. It's got a couple oh, yeah. of okay. Tie Fighters that yeah that fit into it. So, um, how about this? The answer has been given to what the uh, Star Wars classified comic that's coming out in December is. Yes. And Dr. Aphra is getting her own ongoing series coming uh, coming this December. Now, now, who is Dr. Aphra? She's actually from the comic books, isn't she? She's yeah, from, she the, from she's Vader. The, she's the archaeologist in the Vader comics. Okay. Yeah, she works um, with Vader. Yeah. It's just absolutely amazing. So her with the droids, at this point in time, I want Hasbro to make the droids. Yeah. I, I want the protocol droid, and I want, I want BT, which is the astromech. Because this, these two are literally the anti-R2, anti-C3PO. <laughs> and BT is a is a R4 unit. No, it's an R5 unit. They're so. really funny, too. Yeah. Oh, they're awesome. I, yeah, and if, it, if it's going to be a continuation from Darth Vader where her and the droids went off, escaped then uh i definitely want to see that with her and them now here's here's the thing poe dameron's rumored to be just a 12 issue series even though it's been ongoing i'm almost wondering are they going to do the same thing with afra and make this a 12 issue series possibly if not it's going to be a heck of a story oh yeah but man i want those droids i really want those droids yeah they look really cool 
So Actually, those are the droids you're looking for? Those are the droids <laughs> I'm looking for. And that, that's not a... B, BT is not a R5, like I thought. Maybe he is an R4. He's either an R4 or maybe an R7. Try to remember my slant, my lampshade domes, which ones those are. Yeah. Well, hang on. What's the designation? Is um, BT what? Uh, I, I just remember it's BT. Uh, it's coming up as BT42, BT1000, 1021, I don't know. I think it was BT1000, wasn't it? Uh, this is Google. I put put in BT and see what it says. <laughs> uh, nope, that's not it. As we BT1. According to Wikipedia, his name is BT1, and he is an assassin droid created by the Empire's uh, Tarkin Initiative, trying to find his actual model. I know, I know the head is customized slightly, yeah. but it, it's based on a specific head, though. Like, Chopper is a, is a C1 series. Actually, this one here, it, it says model, the manufacturer Galactic Empire model is BT-1 Assassin Droid. Okay. Ah, okay. So he's not an R unit at all. He looks like an R astromech unit, but he's not. But then again, you look at all the weapons and stuff all, all the way around him, it kind of makes sense that he's not an astromech. <laughs> yeah. But being an assassin, it looks like he was created to hide with astromechs until it's the right time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's still. I would love to. What's the Q seven series? Oh, I, I, I would. I would love to see see more. I, I would love to see them made actually. Because there's there's also Q series, P series, and they're both very similar to the uh, to the others. What's the yeah. D series? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia with the different different astromechs. Of course, they're showing some of the older quote unquote ones from like the old Republic era. That's Y seven. Yeah. So. Okay, you- someone actually made a custom action figure of BT-1. Oh, and cool. It, and it's running how much? Yeah, really? Huh? I, I don't know. It's a custom figure. You can tell it's a custom figure, so they may not be selling it. Ooh. Yeah, I, I would I would love to. Oh, come on. Here, I'm going to drop a link in the chat. Check out this picture if it works. There you go. That's pretty. That's just a Death Star droid, but still. So he may be actually a variation on the Death Star Astromex. Yeah, they're saying BT is an R5 series. BT ones okay. are R5 or modified, heavily modified R5. Yeah, but yeah, but this I th- this is what I think he starts off as in the comic, and then I think they slowly change the the head in the book because he has a huge eye on the front. Yeah, mm. but he's now a servant to Kylo. Apparently, it is tied in with Kylo Ren. Okay, uh, according to this, after serving Darth Vader, BT one was deemed unnecessary for the rest of Vader's plans for his potential rise to power so along was zero 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 um which i believe is the yeah is the protocol droid this is zero 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 um they were put in storage 30 years later during the rise of the first order bt was reactivated along with zero 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 by kylo ren who has needs of their services after recognizing that he was the grandson of their previous master bt1 and zero 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 chose to serve him (laughs) <laughs> but but if you take a look at the cover that's in the in that um Afro story, he he looks a little different. Yeah. He, he looks he looks a lot different. I mean the, okay. the head the head looks a lot different. I don't know. I think I'm looking at the same one at Dr. Afro one. Yeah. I it looks like very similar to the picture they had under BT one, but just without all the um guns and weapons sticking out. Like they're all folded in. Yeah. If you look well, at the no, other picture, it actually t- looks very similar. Yeah, but take a look at the head though. Look at the dome. The dome's what's different. That could also be artistic license. Yeah, but I've seen it a couple times during the... Because if you look here, uh, putting in Skype notes... As we're looking at... Once again, we're looking at pictures and things, and everybody's listening to us. 
take a look at Skype. More pictures, more pictures you're going to have to put up on the Facebook page, Mike. I, I will. I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, you put up yes. the picture of um, BT1, right? Right. You, you take a look at what you sent, which is Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, the picture I sent was totally different. Yeah. Right. This one, the, um, the, the dome's completely different. Yeah. Well, like I said, the one I sent, I think, was um, actually one of the droids that you may be able to see in the original Star Wars. I'm not sure. I actually have... Issue twenty five here in my hand. Bite your tongue. Bite your tongue. I'll just wait until I get the uh, um, what you call it, the uh, action figure variant for it. With, with he still the, has the. Uh, he still kind of looks the same. What more like the more like an R five unit? Yep. Okay, but take a look at the picture I or the the link I sent in Skype, which pulls up the picture from from the Wikipedia page. That's a completely different dome. That's not an R five dome. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the picture I put up was just that's the one that popped up on this image search for. BT one, but um, I don't, I don't think that's actually BT one. That was something that possibly, yeah, possibly not, custom droid builder built. Yeah, that's not BT one. Yeah, BT one's got that huge um, "quote unquote" eye in the center. Yeah, and yeah. it's almost like a custom, custom modification for that. Yeah, I think so. It, it's similar to, it's similar to a, an R five body or or R two body, but it, it's not. Just depending, depending on yeah, you know, the, the link you gave, which is uh, Star Wars canon. Ex- Extended. It says BT One was an R five series astromech that was redesigned and outfitted outfitted as a highly dangerous assassin droid. Oh, okay. So, uh, whereas Wikipedia, I mean, there's no mention of him being taken taken over by by Ren. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm thinking it's the whole thing with about Ren is either fan fiction or it came out had nothing. It's not actually canon. Yeah, but still, either way, Hasbro needs to make those figures. Yes. Yeah, they that's probably all I got will. To say. I'm uh, sure they will at some point. Speaking of comics, um, here's the here's the books that are coming out before our next episode. Uh, coming out October 26th, Star Wars Poe Dameron number seven. Uh, we also have on the 26th, um, Star Wars number 24. And then coming November 2nd is Poe Dameron number eight. And it's a brand new story arc starting with number eight. And I think hmm. this, this is going to probably be the one, the story arc to start wrapping up that series. So, um, so there we go there. But you know, before we go, you know, we've talked a little bit about video games. Um, I think Ken's got a story for us about five games that exceeded the hype. Oh yeah. Uh wait, where'd it go? There were some great uh, games there it in is. this. There I some got great it. games in this. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta play more video games. Some of these I know I played, but I have most of the games on a, in my Steam account. I just have to have time to sit down and play games. Yeah. But um the, the, yeah, they had. Go ahead. No, I'll let you start because if not, I'm going to ruin your first. The the first one they show. Ah, well, the first one that pops up, a lot of people are not going to remember this game. You're we not have old Star enough Wars. to remember this game. <laughs> yeah, See, I come in playing at arcades right after this started going out. We yeah. have the Star Wars the arcade game from Atari. Uh. It says, back when Star Wars was still a fresh franchise, with Return of the Jedi hitting the theaters the same year, Atari struck gold with the 1983 arcade release of Star Wars, allowing players to battle against waves of TIE fighters, turrets, and other dangerous objects, all while cruising their way into the Death Star to blow it to bits. With a limited amount of shields, players would need to protect themselves 
from oncoming incoming fireballs, avoid and avoid collisions with forthcoming objects in an effort to reach the station's precious core. After all these years, Star Wars the arcade game remains a breath of fresh air, and Atari continued the legacy well in, with the arcade or um the legacy well with arcade counterparts for Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I used this to love that game. Yeah, it, it was. Who doesn't remember the beauty of vector graphics gaming? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, it was this in Battlezone were my top two games. Oh, yeah. That's because you guys are old men. You remember those games. I used listen, to play the sit-down version. Listen here, youngin. Listen here. Oh, the <laughs> sit-down version was awesome, too. Yeah. And of course, yeah. And I, and hey, I, hate, I to, and I hate to say it, the whole, there was the Star Trek game that was almost the same type of graphics that was just as fun. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. that one at all. Yeah, look, uh, look up Star Trek arcade game. Huh. Yeah, uh, just... I'll have to see if this, I can find this it. This is one game I'd love to own someday, like yeah. the actual yeah, uh, I, the actual old cabinet. I would love to if I ever had the house and the room to do it. That would be awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, there That's it is. That's crazy. There it is. There's the sit-down version. Yeah, I never knew they made this. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember this one. Huh. Obviously, it was not as popular as Star Wars. Yeah, the I next know. One, I played. Was, I played it too. Yeah, because I, I don't remember ever seeing it anywhere. Me either. But um, the the Star Wars one, you know, Atari got it right because that game was basically remade in a very similar format three or four more times. Yeah. Because they said they made the Empire and Jedi, but then if you get to the late '90s, you get the Star Wars trilogy arcade game, which was basically the same thing. Oh yeah. Graphics, and then you go to now. If you can find one of the Star Wars battle pods, it's basically the same game again. You're flying through the battles, fighting. Yeah. So it's like they, Atari hit it right at, right off the bat. Yeah. And then yeah. everybody's just updated that concept from there. Yeah. Well, you can almost say an extension of that was um, you guys would remember the when computer gaming was um, just starting to hit huge with X-wing and Tie Fighter. Oh. Yeah, uh, it, started, it started off with X-Wing, then you had TIE Fighter, then you had X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, which was the exactly. bomb. That was then that think, game like was X-Wing Academy and a, yeah. was seven games in the series. Yeah. That's one I've said for years needs updated and put back out on systems again. Or on um, yeah. it, it's available on that. I think it's available on Steam and GOG. What in uh, an updated version that'll run on like Windows 10 and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to up. Uh, yeah. It, X-Wing uh, TIE Fighter, X-Wing and TIE Fighter. Yeah, I know GOG has it. Or they did. Yeah. Well, the next game they made the list here is, in my opinion, still one of the great, one of the greatest games of all time. Oh, definitely. If you're, if you're a role-playing game fan. This was, and it's still a lot of people on their list rates as one of the best role-playing games of all time. Oh, it yeah. was BioWare's Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the original. It says, long before BioWare trod into the beautiful science fiction territory with Mass Effect, it made magic with the Star Wars legacy, with a gorgeous role-playing adventure that kept players coming in droves. In Knights of the Old Republic, you can choose to be good or bad in nature, <laughs> taking on a variety of enemies while making dialogue decisions with your crew, and eventually learning the truth about your character. Hey, Ken, this link Thanks is just to- for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I'll check that in a second. <laughs> Uh-oh is right. This is- Ah, uh, okay. But, um, uh, you sidetracked me. Where are we at? <laughs> That's what I do best. Derailed. You, you and Vicky did that to me last night, too. But but remember, <laughs> um, cookies fix everything. Superpowers. But, um, <laughs> on a variety of enemies while making dialogue decisions with your crew and eventually learning the, the truth about your character. Thanks to one of the greatest plot twists in gaming history. Don't worry, we won't spoil it here, just in case. The game remains a masterpiece years later, even, yeah. um, and even made its way to mobile at one point, which actually I believe it's still available on Android and iOS. 
Yeah. Um, enabling folks to get into lightsaber chases wherever they go. Continues the Star Wars legacy um, of the Old Republic, yeah, which returned to its roots uh, the last year with a story-driven expansion with the a keyword in the title "Knights." So yeah, this is actually anybody who's heard of the um, the Old Republic um, MMO. This is the world that created that. Yeah. Yeah. But this was amazing because as you make decisions, it actively, as you've made decisions in conversations and things, it actively adjusted if you were leaning towards the light side or the dark side. Yeah. And it, Such it, a great it, game. The way your play game or the way your character plays, because if you're leaning towards the light side and you try to use dark side um, powers, it was a lot more difficult. It would cost more. It would actually, it, it could do damage to you and backfire and vice versa. If you're leaning towards the dark side and you're trying to use light side powers, it wouldn't work as well. Right. So this was one of the first true role-playing games that actually, it kind of felt like you were playing a tabletop RPG on the computer screen. Yeah, yeah. So, and like I said, that one probably still ranks up there as one of the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. The next thing we have here is actually, um, I didn't get a chance to play this one. Um, ah, that's because it's on GameCube. I didn't play, I had the NES, then I went straight to PlayStation. I love, yeah, I played this one. It was awesome. This one is LucasArts put out Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 Rogue Leader. Even though LucasArts established a number of awesome flying action games for the, uh, the PC front years before... When it worked alongside Nintendo in Factor 5 on a sequel to its hit Rogue Squadron, the team really began to hit its stride. Just like the original N64 and PC release Rogue Leader, our Rogue Leader created a wondrous universe to fly through. With detailed graphics that showed the power of the GameCube, along with terrific gameplay and lots of familiar scenarios from the Star Wars universe. Included in the de- included were the Death Star battle, or including the Death Star battle. Luckily, Factor Five also got to churn out um, one more game in the franchise, the much anticipated Rebel Strike, before it fatefully became Lair for or Lair for Sony and folded up shop soon after. Um, here's hoping that Rogue Squadron, or the Rogue Squadron series, may makes a spiritual comeback soon. Yeah. Um, the next we, we can hope. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say we hope. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, definitely. There, um, and it looks like in PC gaming, like in the '90s, the flight sims were starting to were big. Everybody had flight sims yeah. of everything. That's where we got the Wing Commander series. We got Star War, all the different Star Wars games. Right. It looks like they're slowly making their way back now yeah. with things like um, what is it, Elite Dangerous, and um, there's a couple other ones that are out there that are making big waves right now. So it's like the the field is rife and ready for Star Wars to make a return to the flight sim field, especially with things like the PlayStation VR. Yeah. Now, Rogue, sitting in the cockpit. Rogue Squadron 2 was definitely a big improvement from the original Rogue Squadron. It's like Rogue Squadron is like, eh, this is what I would... It, it, it's just saving me a quarter from, from going to the arcade and, and spending quarters <laughs> on a machine. But Rogue Squadron 2, definitely big improvement. Big improvement. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, fun. like I said, if I had, a, if I had um, one of the Nintendo systems back then, I probably would have had that game. Yeah. Um, but but the, the next game on this list, oh, oh yeah, this is uh-huh. that made a big blast, and it's still making waves everywhere um, with the newer versions of it. And actually, I do, I think I do have this one for the original Xbox still because I still have my Xbox down in a cabinet downstairs. I, I have this for my PC. Mm-hmm. I think I have this in Steam also. I don't know. I, Humble Bundle had a really cool deal with a bunch of Star Wars games at one point. Yeah, but we got Star Wars Battlefront Two. Um, did, and that's even get, though Dice did. A, go ahead. Did you guys ever see the the footage of what? was supposed to be Battlefront 3. Huh. No. Oh, look it up on YouTube. Type in Star Wars Battlefront 3. You'll you'll see the, uh, oh, what could have been. See, I like... The Battlefront game seemed fun. I played a little bit. Vicky played a lot more than I did because, for me, I like 
my ADD kicks in and there's too much stuff going on all at once that I'm like, I need an actual story, more of a story driven game. Like there is a story in Battlefront, but it's not the whole idea of the game. The game idea is you're playing as part of this larger battle. For uh, me, that kind of drives me nuts. The, the story is more in Battlefront 2 though, not Battlefront. Yeah. Battle, Battlefront 2, the story is you're, you're going from the creation of the clones through to the creation of the 501st invaders fist to the the empire you know being a a member of the 501st in the galactic empire realm yeah so, so you're getting well, it that said, way. Yeah, well, for me, it's still it's just it's too much stuff going on all at once. It's like I want to do everything. And in most of your role-playing games and stuff, you can actually you can do that. It just takes longer to play the game. Yeah. I mean, and it's, 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 in a game like Battlefront, you can't do everything. It's designed to – you cannot do everything that's available. Yeah, it's a capture-the-flag type, type yeah. game. So. Right. It's just, it just isn't my type of game. But it, it is a – I can – I admit it is a fantastic game. And it, the fact that it's on, um, still on high on everybody's list for Star Wars yeah. games shows that how good of a game it was. Two is definitely a lot better than a lot better than uh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot better. Yeah, especially since you have the space battles as well. Yeah. Well, um, we can move on. The next one is one I'm definitely going to buy because we love Lego games around here. Oh. Uh. Yeah, Lego Opinion is one of the best co-op games you can ever get. For if you have like you and your wife or you and your kids, just sit down and all you gotta do is smash stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. so great. Yeah. Well, it has here Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which uh, that's probably our next Lego yet. game we're gonna buy. Yeah, not huh? yet. I've not gotten this one yet. Well, this says that um, so many Lego Star Wars games have come out over the years, which I think there's only been three. But hey. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of hard. Yeah, you got the original saga, you got the prequels, then there's a complete saga. Yeah, I think that's um, it. And then there's one for... Or, did you have just the Clone Wars? Yeah, there's one for the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars TV series. Yeah, well, it says, I believe so, yeah. Well, it says many diehard players insist that the complete saga is the best way to go. Yeah, because it and covers the first six movies. Mm-hmm. And it's an ideal investment with six full episodes to play through. Uh, however, our money is on the most recent LEGO release, based on the blockbuster The Force Awakens. Traveler's Tales did an absolutely thrilling job molding the franchise to the LEGO universe, while keeping the film's original voice cast, even Harrison Ford, intact, and adding meaningful DLC that helped flesh out the story even more. Throw in gun battles, great co-op support, and lots of humorous moments, and you have an all-ages treat that The Force is clearly strong with. And yeah, like I said, LEGO games, for us, in this household, that's the number one games out there. Because we can just sit down, you don't have to put a whole lot of you just sit down, smash some stuff, and keep going. Yeah. Um, official Lego. Okay, there's been five Lego Star Wars video games. Lego Star Wars, the video game. Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. Uh, Lego Star Wars 3, the Clone Wars. Lego Star Wars, the Force Awakens. And then the uh, complete saga. But okay. there, there's more. Um, there's also Lego Star Wars 2 Mobile that came out in 2006. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um and then there's a whole. I know there's a whole bunch over on the on the iOS platform. Yeah. Um. That Wikipedia is just not listing. Yeah. But that's what they ranked here is their top five Star Wars games, which I have to admit that a lot of the, those are probably the top ones. Now Star Wars has had some misfires. Oh yeah. Do you, do you if you bring up stuff like um what is it Star Wars either Boba Fett or Jango Fett that they made? Oh, there, Jango Fett. Yeah. Um. There's a couple other also ba- the ones bounty, that are actually based. Bounty Hunters the ones, was pretty bad. Yeah. Well, you gotta think the ones that are actually based on the movies, especially the prequel movies. They actually had oh, a game 
game for most for, of those movies. They had they had one for episode one, and that it was lame. Oh, yeah, it, it was. was horribly lame. Yeah, it was really bad. So it's like, but the nice thing is, for as many miscues as they got, they have probably as many, if not more, phenomenal hits that did um, make big splash and actually were fantastic games. See, yeah, I, th- I think one that was not on the list, and I can see why it might not have been on the list, was Republic Commando. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. because it, it did fall a little short story wise. I mean, it was it was a quick game if we really got. I mean, if you really busted through it. Um, but still, it was such a great game, and that's where we get introduced to the the new clone trooper of the Republic Commando and how okay. popular that became. Oh, that's to the right. Point, yeah, to the point that it became canon because of Star Wars Clone Wars because the Commandos did make an appearance in a couple episodes. Yeah. Thus making the Commandos canon and not just uh, expanded universe because of the game or the books. Exactly. And, and who would have thought the game's what inspired the books, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think that might start to wrap it up for us. Yeah, I think that hits the bottom of the list of stuff we had. Uh, any final thoughts? I mean, I'm, I'm willing to talk for another six hours on Star Wars if you oh, want. But... We can't tonight. Yeah, but it, it is late. <laughs> yeah, it, for us it's late. Yeah. Any, any I final can talk th- Star Wars for any final thoughts? Um, well, just one. Uh, yesterday was Carrie Fisher's birthday, so happy birthday. Happy Ooh. birthday, Carrie. Yes, happy fa- happy birthday, Auntie Carrie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other final thoughts? I think thoughts? that's all I got, too. So that's all I got. Yeah, that's it. Well, on that note, usually I would say Princess Leia, if you would. I'm going to go Carrie Fisher. Take it away. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Shit! I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>